Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, the world's largest inventory of Shungite products and energy devices, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order. Visit us at mysticalwares.com. All orders over $100 will automatically receive a free one-ounce bag of small Shungite nuggets. Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and you can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is the 27th of January, 2024, and the title of today's show is Satanic Group's Defeat. Red States Support Texas, Bribery and Corruption Exposed. So it's been another full week when it comes to the news, uh, more of the Great Reveal and more movement towards the Great Rebound, in my opinion. And today I'm going to start with Ben Fulford's uh, weekly report and the title is, The Satanic Group Mind is About to be Defeated. And as I always say, this comes out on a Monday, so obviously we've had many more days since then <laughs> with lots happening. But um, I do like his reports. As I always say, use your own discernment. If something doesn't resonate with you, then just discard it. Uh, that's exactly what I do. You know, some things ring true, other things may be a bit questionable. So um, I urge you to do the same. Before I start this, actually, I just want to comment on a report that has been circulating on social media, particularly on Twitter. And it was posted on Medium by John S. Wilson the title being Pascal Nayadi, I think that's how you pronounce it, Global US Military Operation, hashtag Storm Reality in 2024. And this guy was claiming that um, President Trump is the wartime president, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I know a lot of us believe that he's still commander in chief. And I think that is a distinct possibility. But in a thread on Twitter by at Barbuiek, which is B-A-R-B-O-U-I-L-L-E-C-H, he created a very long thread debunking this person, showing images he'd used which claimed to be recent, which came from stock files several years prior and so on. So it really raised red flags in terms of who this guy is and called into question his authenticity. 
So um, I know it would have been nice to think that this was all happening, but again, we have to be very careful about disinformation and misinformation. And again, it comes back to using discernment. So um, I just wanted to say that because I know quite a few people have jumped on this. It was rumoured that it was out in the mainstream media. Unfortunately, the sites that it appeared on had URLs similar to mainstream media. I think there was one that was CNSBC or something like that, which actually wasn't the real mainstream media. And also HuffPost, which is not the same as Huffington Post. So just be careful, you know, who you follow and, as I say, do your own research and discernment to establish whether these are reliable sources or not. So back to Ben Fulford's report, I'll repeat the title, which is The Satanic Group Mind is About to be Defeated. Many monotheists think we are facing end times. The reality is we are facing beginning times. An ancient group mind or cult known in folklore as Satan is about to be defeated and humanity is about to be liberated. This will mark the beginning of a new golden age for humanity. As background for new readers, I will start by summarising my personal involvement in this war. Having been brought up as an atheist focused on science, logic and materialism, it took decades of meeting and reporting on the people who run the planet to conclude they took orders from Satan. That's why I decided to fight this entity by convincing the Asians to cut off their money. The Satanists responded by offering me the job of finance minister of Japan, along with great wealth and power. All I had to do was go along with their plan to kill 90% of humanity. They threatened to kill me if I refused. I have this on tape. Then I encountered groups who offered me protection, but only for the greater good. We decided to fight the Satanists. This is how I became directly involved in a massive war that has literally been raging for thousands of years. The Satanists I met told me they had arrived on this planet 26,000 years ago to seize control of human destiny. These are the fallen angels of biblical law. They ride humans the way we ride bicycles. Just like we keep buying new computers and downloading our software into them, they ride humans from generation to generation, downloading their groupthink into their minds. They are parasitical in nature and need to murder and plunder in order to stay alive. There is a statue of a pedivore eating children that was built in 1546 in Bern, Switzerland, indicating this has been going on for a long time. It is still going on, as you can confirm, with pedophile cannibal art on display at EU headquarters. Their long-term plan was to turn humans into farm animals ruled by them and their god-king Satan. With that big picture in mind, let us look at how the war against Satan is now raging. The biggest and most unreported news of the past week was that King Charles had abdicated the throne of England. The story being put out is that he is undergoing prostate surgery. 
just like US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin. It also turns out Crown Prince William will not be taking over because his wife Kate Middleton underwent a planned abdominal surgery. Remember, Charles claimed the throne exactly six months, six weeks and six days after his mother Queen Elizabeth II was murdered, according to MI6. This means he openly declared his allegiance to Satan. He had to because those loyal to Satan must have horrific crimes on record so that they can be blackmailed into obedience. MI6 sources say Charles and Lloyd Austin, etc., were removed because they had been planning a horrific false flag event designed to usher in a satanic dictatorship. This black swan event has thus been averted. However, we are getting more and more signs that other black swan events are headed our way. U.S. military sources close to U.S. President Donald Trump say a 10-day shutdown of the internet, ATMs, etc. is coming soon. The U.S. can do this worldwide. North Korean sources tell us a single Aegis destroyer has the technical capability to shut down all wireless communications on the planet. During this shutdown, the emergency broadcast system is set to tell the horrific truth of our current leadership to the people. The truth is going to shock the world, the Trump Q people say. If their Q clock is to be believed... This process will start on January 27th, which is actually today. We'll see about that. In a hint at what is going to be revealed, the former president of the Club of Rome, Calin Georgescu, a high-level insider, says the world's public leaders, presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, etc., are controlled by oligarchs who practice transhumanism by murdering over 8 million children every year. So the trusting sheeple are about to find out their shepherd is slaughtering and eating their children. At the same time, a senior Asian royal and other sources say a financial black swan event is scheduled for March. They say the Asians and Western white hat allies have been gathering up and destroying all the US dollars in the world. They are replacing them with an asset-backed currency. As a reminder, U.S. treasuries have fallen in value by 45% since January of 2020. So if the U.S. dollar was American, then its value should have fallen by the same amount. Instead, its value remains closely linked to the price of gold and other commodities. In Japan, the government is issuing a new 10,000 yen bill, the equivalent of a U.S. $100 bill in July. This means they will be gathering up and destroying all the old bills. Our sources say the same is happening to the no longer American US dollar bills. They apparently have decided to end the pretense it is a US dollar by replacing the US-themed paper currently in use. The sources warn, though, that because of logistical problems involved with all the various paper dollars in circulation, the process could take longer than planned. A source claims to have successfully tested one of the new bills at an ATM. There is evidence to back these claims of a financial black swan event in March. The Fed's 161 billion bank bailout facility, BTFP, and the reverse repo bank bailout both end in March. This means the big banks cannot survive in their current form after March. 
the US government also passed a new spending bill that ends in March. It only funds essential government services until then. No money for Ukraine or Israel is in the bill. US President Donald Trump hinted at his involvement by promising, quote, to protect Americans from government tyranny, end quote, by never allowing the creation of a central bank digital currency. By the way, the Club of Rome's Georgescu helped answer questions about what exactly has been going on with President Trump. He says the pandemic and all those lies were supposed to be in 2016, but was delayed until 2020 by Trump's accidental election. In 2020, they forced the real Trump to go to the US military base in Mount Cheyenne while they trotted out a fake Trump to carry out the pandemic. He says their next plan is to engineer a disaster regarding food and water, which was originally scheduled for 2020, but is now set for 2025. Of course, they will not succeed. This is very clear. The system is almost done, he says. Nonetheless, we can now get a clear picture of what the Davos WEF criminals had planned for us. The MSM, WEF, WHO, etc., are all openly talking about an upcoming pandemic. WHO director Dr. Tedros says they are preparing for disease X and plan to use it to justify a totalitarian power grab. For his part, Bill Gates says next-gen COVID vaccines will have longer duration and use patches instead of needles. Meanwhile, Putin and the Russian military warn the fake Biden administration plans to manufacture another biological crisis and use mail-in voting to rig elections. Then we see news reports about Chinese scientists experimenting with a mutant coronavirus strain that attacks the brain and is 100% lethal in humanized mice. Don't worry, though, you can trust the science brought to you by the WEF as the illustration below shows and it goes from 95% protection way down to you die but you go to heaven (laughs) as the WEF position on the COVID so-called vaccines. We are also seeing efforts to seize total information control before the release of the next pandemic. UNESCO plans to implement a dangerous plan for dealing with dis and misinformation hate speech and conspiracy theories on the internet. This is the same organisation seeking a global pandemic agreement to control decisions about your health. They also emphasise religious freedom is less important than promoting LGBT ideology. This brings us to why they are pushing LGBT so hard. They are trying to sexualize children in order to make it easier for them to get victims to torture for adrenochrome. In Berlin, a children's shopping fair for men, men having babies, will take place in April. Here, single men will be able to buy babies without any verification of buyers, German intelligence sources say. And it's to do with surrogacy. Cosmopolitan magazine, which is printed in 23 languages, meanwhile published instructions on how to perform a satanic abortion ceremony. The Oscar Award people, for their part, 
banned 56 films at the 2024 awards ceremony because they did not meet the criteria for inclusivity, women, racial minorities, LGBTQ plus people, people with physical or intellectual disabilities, etc. Netflix is doing its bit by putting LGBT themes into animated series for young children, including preschoolers. The popular fairy tales Coco Melon Street and Ada Bambini Scientist present two LGBT fathers and a gay wedding. The producers of these cartoons are Barack and Michelle Obama. This ties in with the huge amounts of illegal immigrants being systematically shipped into the US and Europe by WEF-connected organizations like the Red Cross. Now US airlines like United and Delta will make sure 50% of pilots will be women and people of color. Forget meritocracy. My advice, avoid United Airlines and Delta at all costs. Watch for accidents. I think we've seen a couple already. German intelligence sources say this is the reboot of a plan to, quote, breed war strain out of Germans, end quote, with miscegenation in order to destroy German nationalism and ideology by uniting German women with non-German men. In this plan, German men will be forcibly detained outside Germany with non-German women. They are now trying to do this to all Europeans. It also turns out that corporations are deliberately trying to force people into poverty by stealing their money. The Groundwork Collaborative think tank found corporate profits accounted for about 53% of inflation. Overall, as Australian Senator Malcolm Roberts says, the Great Reset is nothing more than a lifetime subscription to slavery where billionaire corporations own everything and everyday citizens rent what they need if their social credit score allows. Fortunately for us, a critical mass of people is putting a stop to all these plans. Kevin Roberts, president of the conservative think tank the Heritage Foundation, told the WEF the agenda that every single person member of the future Republican administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the WEF and object all of them wholesale. Hungary's Viktor Orban says Hungary cannot be blackmailed. There is not enough money in the world to force us to accept mass migration and to put our children in the hands of LGBTQ activists. This is impossible. The state of Texas is also stopping the mass importation of military-aged male migrants and unaccompanied minors. President Donald Trump of the U.S. Republic, as opposed to the fake President Biden of the U.S. Corporation, vows to use Title 42 to end the child trafficking crisis. Trump has led the charge on the global human trafficking crisis since January 2017. Check the executive orders. Also, in the U.S., white hats seem to have taken over CNBC as this article by Pascal Najadi shows. And this is the article I was referencing earlier that actually I was saying this long Twitter thread is actually debunked. So I'm not going to repeat all of what he quotes there. KMWEF puppet Yuval Harari speaks their biggest fear, 
saying it's very likely that Donald Trump will win the 2024 election and will likely be the death blow to what remains of the global order. We were also able to confirm Alex Soros, who took over from his executed father, George Soros, is both scared and dumber than dirt, as he said in Davos. One man, Donald Trump, literally came in and just took that, took that, took that all away. Um, you know, so, um, you know, so, um, you know. Also, if you read between the words of what Klaus Schwab Rothschild said at Davos, he basically admitted the people's reaction to their plans is forcing the WEF into short-term crisis management instead of carrying out their long-term plans. One crisis is that European farmers are still on the warpath and are refusing to let the WEF force them out of business in order to engineer their planned food crisis. Last week, thousands of farmers dumped more than 100 trailers worth of manure and waste on government grounds. Following the example of France and Germany, farmers in Belgium are also starting to turn over road signs, condemning the government's agricultural policies and the crisis in the industry. The movement has already spread throughout the Flemish region. They will not stop until all WEF puppet governments in Europe are removed. The KM stronghold of Israel is also in deep trouble. The South African charges of genocide filed with the International Court of Justice are a game changer. The ICJ should not be confused with the International Criminal Court, ICC. The ICC is an instrument of Western imperialism designed to punish disobedient third world rulers. The ICJ actually enforces international law. Since Israel signed a treaty against genocide, if Israel is found guilty, its government will have to arrest leaders like Benjamin Netanyahu, who have probably carried out genocide in Gaza. Also, politicians who are blindly supporting the Gaza genocide are also going to face justice. For example, a British-based advocacy group has filed a lawsuit against senior UK politicians for their complicity in Israel's war crimes against the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. Iran, meanwhile, destroyed ISIS, Israeli Satanic Intelligence Service, headquarters in the Kurdish region of Iraq, as well as destroying terrorist operations in Syria and Pakistan. Since Israel officially denies any connection to ISIS, Iran was able to get revenge for the terrorist attacks against them without giving Uezreel an excuse to start World War III. Quote, All leaders in our region believe that without US support, the war would stop today. In 10 minutes, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu would fall, unable to continue the war. Iranian Foreign Minister Hussein Amir Abdullah Hayan told the WEF, Quote, we have never considered war as the right solution to this problem, end quote, the foreign minister said. The U.S. is now forcing Israel to make peace. Israeli media report a major regional deal that would put an end to the war in Gaza and include the release of Israeli detainees and the establishment of peace between Israel and the Arab world is in the works. Our sources tell us the Judeans, misleadingly called Palestinians, will be given Israeli citizenship and full rights as part of this deal.
Once the KM surrenders in its last strongholds of Switzerland and Israel, then finally world peace and a golden era can begin. There is still turbulence ahead, but there is no way on or off the earth that the KM will succeed in their plans to turn the planet Earth into a giant animal farm controlled by them. The sheeple are being set free. The meek shall inherit the earth. I just want to go back to what he said about President Trump. He said that um, Trump was forced to go to the U.S. military base in Cheyenne Mountain while they trotted out a fake Trump to carry out the pandemic. Now, that would explain why the Trump figure was pushing the vax as being safe and effective and you must take it. Now, I don't know whether this is true or not. We've also had reports that the real Trump is in Cheyenne Mountain under protection. So it'll be interesting to see what truth is actually revealed when we get to the end of this movie. I'm going to share some extracts from James Gilliland's latest SETI News uh, newsletter, because this kind of aligns with what um, Ben Fulford is saying about the satanic groups being defeated. He says, the big picture is everything that does not align with universal law is going to come undone. Universal peace, brotherly, sisterly love, individual freedom and prosperity for all is universal law. It will be as if God, creator, great spirit, presses in with the beautiful many masters, saints and sages. This includes benevolent, spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders. Some are ancient ancestors while the earth is ascending. Humanity and the darker forces caught in the middle will have no other option than to heal, release the past and align with universal law. Karma, action, reaction, will be amplified and accelerated. There is no wrathful God. This will all be one's own undoing or ascension. There is, however, evolution, destiny, and those who ensure evolution takes the upward spiral. A great example is the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. The two cities were on a downward spiral. The moral depravity, violence, theft... Lack of love, respect, honour fell to the level where something had to be done. It is like a sore on a leg. Left untreated, it goes septic. Gangrene sets in, eventually killing the whole body. Sodom and Gomorrah were surgically removed by a very advanced race known as Andromedans, mythically known as Archangels. It was not done as punishment. It was done to preserve and protect the whole Ensure evolution takes the upward spiral. There are two spirals in evolution. The upward spiral living according to universal law, a spiritual life in service and harmony with each other and the planet. The downward spiral is going against universal law in self-service, living in disharmony with others and the planet. Those with an insatiable lust for power and wealth, desiring to control and dominate, are on the downward spiral. Both spirals are being amplified, accelerated in what many call the quickening. We have spoken about all this for years and it is written about as far back as 1982 in the books and newsletters. 
So how does this factor into the future? God Creator, Great Spirit has given its best for these times. You are going to see some powerful leadership arise on both sides as things become more polarized. Nothing will be hidden. Everything will be made known. The iniquities of all men and women will be shouted from the rooftops. The safeguard Creator put in place, the failsafe, is the soul and its connection to source, which will be activated. Many have incarnated from many planes, dimensions, advanced civilizations to be a part of the planetary liberation, the awakening and healing of humanity and the earth. Ancient memories will surface from previous civilizations that have come and gone. The Atlantis-Lemurian Conflict 2.0 rematch is unfolding. There are those that want to use technology to dominate, spy on and control the masses, which worship the intellect and technology. These were the Atlanteans. Then there were the Lemurians, both spacefaring, which lived according to the law of one, helping those less fortunate to reach their highest potential. They worshipped the unseen God in everyone and everything. A great war broke out, initiated by Atlantis, yet Lemuria ended it, steering a meteor impacting Atlantis. Let's not do this again. There was a lot of doublespeak back then, as there is today. Observe the actions. Remember, the ones accusing usually have three fingers pointing back at them. The modus operandi of the dark hearts and servants of the dark hearts, often referred to as the devil's tool, is to accuse others of what you yourself have done or are doing. The more we stop allowing outside influences to control and dominate our lives, the better off we will be. Those that go within, those who allow their heart and spirit to guide them, will fare well. The soul actually sits in a chamber next to the heart. The soul is connected to God. Enlightenment is a multidimensional journey that begins with accessing the soul and expanding into greater states of awareness. Love, joy and bliss is the target, for that is the true nature of the creator, the true nature of man and woman, the God seed, the spark awaiting to become the full flame. If you take this path, you won't need a prophet, a seer, external leadership, because you will be led from within. You will know in the moment what to do. We suggest acting on inner guidance and prepare for future moments. There will be a collapse of the old to make way for the new. Choices and actions individually and collectively will be the main drivers in the individual and collective futures. In simple terms, your choices and actions along with your past will decide your future. We have to release the past, heal any wounds, traumas, wrong conclusions from past experiences. This includes generational, race and cultural grudges if we are going to be a part of the Earth's ascension. If not, we will go back on the wheel of death and rebirth, back to a lower plane, start over due to the fact that you will no longer be frequency specific to Earth. Sorry to say, many will take that path. Some are not bad people, they are just bad listeners, too attached to social consciousness, positions and power. We are moving into a different consciousness, a consciousness necessary to contact and connect with God, Creator, Great Spirit, 
the beautiful many saints, sages and masters, which includes benevolent, spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders. Some are ancient ancestors. Contact has been going on for time eternal with those who rose to the occasion. This is in all your sacred books. The veils between worlds are becoming very thin. Stop waiting for contact. Don't expect others to make contact for you, especially in ufology. It is a controlled narrative. Disclosure is an 80-year fail. The last thing the controllers want is for you to have access to free energy, quantum healing, knowledge of the true history of Earth, the true origin of man and religions. Sounds like a great title for a book. UFOs, religion, the origin of man. Contact with benevolent, spiritually and technologically advanced ETs will be a great equaliser and end to the enslavement through dependency. Imagine free, fuelless energy, replicators to provide your needs, med beds that can restore your DNA, heal any disease, rejuvenate organs, rebuild your body, including lost or damaged limbs. Anti-encounter gravity, travelling several thousand miles an hour safely, opening the door to space, other planets, other dimensions. This technology already exists on Earth, yet it is not in the hands of the people, only the self-selected. Before this technology can be utilised, we need to rise to the occasion with a high level of morality and integrity. We need to heal past trauma Forgive, release the past, raise your frequency, live according to universal law. Universal peace, brotherly and sisterly love, individual freedom and prosperity for all. Get out in nature, pray, meditate, give thanks for what you have. Ask yourself what you are doing to create heaven on earth. For those with open minds, loving hearts and pure intent, Go out in the wee hours of the morning on a dark moon with clear skies. The skies are filled with ships. They're waiting. It is destiny to join the greater family of man throughout the galaxy and universe. They also come from other dimensions and inner earth. There is going to be one heavenly reunion coming up. Be ready for it. Godspeed, James Gilliland. So our destiny is in our hands. Basically, it depends on which trajectory we choose to follow and to act accordingly. Things are hotting up in the US with many red US states rising up against the Biden administration's determination to keep the border open. And the Vigilant Fox reports Texas governor prepared for border showdown with Joe Biden. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. Following the Supreme Court's 5-4 decision on Monday authorizing U.S. border agents to remove razor wire and barriers, Texas Governor Greg Abbott drafted a letter not just to the Biden administration, but to the world. Part of it reads, under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than six million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. 
This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. As such, the Texas governor invoked the state's constitutional right to self-defense Wednesday in response to what he called an invasion. The world has backed up Governor Abbott in a big way. Elon Musk, RFK Jr. and now 25 state governors agree that Texas is right following Abbott's decision to protect the border. In an interview with Tucker Carlson Friday, the Texas governor said he is even prepared in the event Biden attempts to take control of the Texas National Guard, although he would be shocked if that happened. This is weird that he's actually in India for this interview. One wonders what he's doing there in the midst of this border crisis and this... uh, issue with Biden's pushback on this. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster, Abbott remarked. We are prepared in the event that that unlikely event does occur. He added, we do have other armed state employees on the border as we speak right this minute, and that's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt announced on Fox News that he is sending the Oklahoma National Guard to aid Texas in its border battle with Joe Biden. We've already started putting the numbers together, he said. This decision followed a request from President Donald Trump urging Republican state governors to dispatch National Guard service members to Texas. In Abbott's interview with Carlson, he mentioned a new law, effective March 5th, which authorises any law enforcement officer in Texas to arrest individuals crossing the border illegally. He also backed up his moves thus far, citing a constitutional basis for his actions – Abbott referred to Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, claiming Texas had been invaded and was entitled to defend itself, as well as Article 1, Section 10, for declaring an invasion. Abbott mentioned that he sent eight letters to Biden offering solutions for border security. However, he has received no response from the president. Abbott predicted that Biden's days in the White House are numbered, saying the border crisis will be resolved with the inauguration of a new president. Quote, I believe, however, that this border crisis will all come to an end on January the 20th of next year, because I believe a new president will be sworn in, a president who will actually enforce the immigration laws of the entire country, not just the Texas border, but New Mexico and Arizona and California and the Canadian border also. And we will have safe and secure borders once again because we will have a president who actually will enforce the laws of the United States of America. Interestingly, some people have questioned why uh, California, New Mexico and Arizona aren't doing similar things. And of course, That's pretty obvious because they are Democrat-run states. And on endoftheamericandream.com, the report says Joe Biden gives Governor Greg Abbott an ultimatum as the border standoff intensifies. This was published the 25th. 
Are we headed for a major constitutional crisis? Texas Governor Greg Abbott is not backing down and a whole bunch of other red states have publicly announced that they support what he is doing. In response, the Biden administration has reportedly issued a 24-hour ultimatum and is warning that Texas will, quote, face the consequences, end quote, if the Texas National Guard does not stand down. I honestly do not remember the last time we witnessed a conflict of this magnitude between the federal government and a state government. Of course, none of this is going to be good for Biden's chances of winning in November because there will be a constant focus on the border until this standoff is resolved. And Biden has also threatened to federalise the Texas National Guard. I doubt that he'll get away with that either. Now on to bribery and corruption exposed. This week we've had startling revelations about Carrie Lake being bribed to drop out of the US Senate race in Arizona. This is reported by the Epoch Times. Arizona GOP chairman resigns amid Carrie Lake bribery allegations. The chairman said he was set up by Ms. Lake's team. Ms. Lake's campaign denies his claims. The chairman of the Arizona Republican Party said he resigned from his role on January 23rd after a recording of him was leaked that apparently showed him offering U.S. Senate candidate Carrie Lake money to stay out of that race. In his resignation statement, Jeff DeWitt suggested that Ms. Lake's team allegedly secretly recorded their conversation before leaking it to the media. He also accused her team of threatening to release more recordings, which he described as being taken out of context, although he provided few details. I said things I regret, but I realised when hearing Lake's recording that I was set up, Mr DeWitt said in a statement. I believe she orchestrated this entire situation to have control over the state party, and it is obvious from the recording that she crafted her performance responses with the knowledge that she was recording it, intending to use this recording later to portray herself as a hero. He said the recording and release of the audio was tantamount to a deceptive tactic and said it was a selectively edited audio recording. This is all such a distraction to that mission that I am doing as Miss Lake wishes and I'm stepping down as chairman of the Arizona Republican Party, he said. Going further, Mr. DeWitt said his relationship with Miss Lake was based on friendship and the conversation that is now being scrutinized was an open, unguarded exchange between friends in the living room of her house, according to the statement. I genuinely believed I was offering a helpful perspective to someone I considered a friend, he said. I received an ultimatum from Lake's team, resign today or face the release of a new, more damaging recording. I am truly unsure of its contents, but considering our numerous past open conversations as friends, I have decided not to take the risk. A spokesperson for the Lake campaign released a statement on January 23rd saying the tape speaks for itself and noted that Miss Lake rejected DeWitt's multiple attempts to offer her money and corporate board seats in exchange for Carrie not running for public office. No one from her campaign threatened or blackmailed DeWitt, the campaign said in the statement. 
the campaign didn't respond to claims that he was secretly recorded or how the audio reached the media. I'm just going to read a couple of extracts from the audio. So the ask I got today from back east was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll to keep her out? He also said, there are very powerful people who are going to keep you out, he said, but they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. Now, we know so many politicians are compromised, have been bought off, so I don't think this comes as any surprise to us that this should happen. And his attempts to say he was set up really are quite ridiculous. There are also many people calling for the release of the names from back east who were responsible for attempting to bribe Carrie Lake. Another interesting thing that happened this week was following the New Hampshire primary. This is reported by Brian Cates on his Substack, Rise of the New Media newsletter. Give it a rest, Conservative Inc., You're being tuned out because even now you refuse to admit that last presidential election was stolen from Trump. When news reached President Donald J. Trump that the RNC was preparing to end this completely foregone primary season, now that all the other candidates have dropped out besides the delusional Nikki Haley and vote to simply declare Trump the party's presidential nominee, he immediately issued this response on his Truth Social account. While I greatly appreciate the Republican National Committee RNC wanting to make me their presumptive nominee, and while they have far more votes than necessary to do it, I feel for the sake of party unity that they should not go forward with this plan, but that I should do it the old-fashioned way and finish the process off at the ballot box. Thank you to the RNC for the respect and devotion you have shown me, Trump 2024. This is a very interesting response, is it not? The RNC was preparing to vote to simply hand Trump the nomination, but he came out quickly and said he doesn't want them to do that. Thus far, only Iowa and New Hampshire have held their votes, and Trump says he wants the voters in the other 48 states and territories that have not held their primaries or caucuses yet to know that their vote still counts. So in a boss move, he turned down this offer of the nomination on a silver platter. And this now creates problems for the people who are hoping he would eagerly grab that silver platter with both hands. Many of these people are still hoping to argue that Trump's massive popularity is only an illusion, it's not real, and there's a Trump campaign team creation. Had Trump opted to take the nomination now before more states have voted, these people will be able to continue using that talking point to claim making Trump the nominee is a big mistake because his widespread popular support is only a carefully crafted mirage. What else might Trump be doing? What issues might he be forcing by refusing to have the presidential nomination simply handed to him? Well, for one thing, we are realising we do not currently have an accurate picture of the GOP electorate right now, two states into the primary season because the present Republican system for holding primaries and caucuses in many states are unsecure and compromised. 
especially in the blue or purple states. Is Trump trying to call attention to this fact? While Iowa wasn't likely skewed all that much by Democrat operatives changing their party status with the help of dark money NGOs like Primary Pivot to cross over and vote for Nikki Haley, about 70% of the 140,000-plus votes Haley got in New Hampshire were from people who were not members of the Republican Party, and that's a massive problem. 70% of 140,000 votes is 98,000. What should have been a 20-point massive Trump blowout win was reduced to an 11-point win, 54.3% to 43.2%. It appears that allowing non-Republican voters to swarm into the GOP primary to vote cut Trump's victory margin by as much as eight to nine points. Wouldn't the best way to get an accurate read on who the GOP party base in each state wants to nominate for a public office be to allow only party members to vote? Sure, it's a simple concept to state. So why have so many state GOP leaderships set up their primary and caucus rules to allow non-party members to directly influence the outcome? Why do they allow undeclared people to vote? And pollsters like Rich Barris at People's Pundit on X of Big Data Poll are hearing that the Haley camp thinks Democrat rent-a-mob-for-a-day voters can help her flip some close races in some of the blue states that will be holding their primaries on Super Tuesday, which is a big reason she's planning to stay in the race to at least March 5th after she suffers what is shaping up to be an epic ass-kicking in her own home state of South Carolina. It is indeed an exceptionally bad look for the current RNC party leadership that the sole remaining candidate's campaign team appears to be openly courting Democrat NGOs like Primary Pivot to encourage hordes of Democrat crossover voters to come vote in the GOP race in their state to help them stop Trump. Intentionally or not, Haley and her campaign team and the donors behind her have cast a massive spotlight on a major problem with how the current GOP primary stroke caucus system is set up. Why are large numbers of people who aren't even Republican Party registered being allowed to drop in for one single day and vote to influence GOP elections? How long has this been going on? And it should be pointed out that this primary season voting isn't about just determining who gets the party's presidential nomination. There are plenty of down-ballot races that matter also at the state and local county level. What sense does it make to leave the door wide open to allow Democrat NGOs like Primary Pivot to directly influence voting that should be about the Republican base alone expressing its preferences for those local and state offices? Of course, it's far too late to change the existing rules now that the primary season is already getting underway. The end result of this is going to be uniparty dark money NGOs that help set up the 2020 election rigging and theft continuing to pour millions of dollars into ginning up stealth Democrat rent-a-mob-for-a-day voters in the GOP primaries to try to blunt, obscure and hide the true size of Trump's base. 
while also directly impacting many of the smaller state and local elections. Some people are concerned about Trump having to continue rallies and do campaign spending on what are essentially primaries where the outcome is a foregone conclusion. No matter how much the uniparty NGOs spend, Trump is very likely to win every single GOP primary. Perhaps that's the point. Perhaps Trump wants it demonstrated at the ballot box just how large his base of support actually is. For months now, there have been people like Clay Travis and Steve Deese and several other big influential talking heads in Conservative Inc. who have been insisting to anyone who still listens to them that Trump actually does not have the widespread popular support that he appears to have. They've argued this is an illusion and that Trump blew the 2020 election and lost it by campaigning wrong. When Clay Travis and Steve Deese and several others simultaneously began advancing this argument about how Trump lost the 2020 election, I made this response. Trump bettered his 2016 vote total by almost 8.25 million votes. He did not lose the 2020 election and it's infuriating to see top influencers spouting this crap, especially in light of all the election fraud evidence that has surfaced over the past three years. Every Conservative Inc. talking head who at this late date is still saying to us, see, Trump lost in 2020 because, ends up being immediately suspect as to both their motives and their intentions because by refusing to acknowledge the biggest truth about the 2020 election, they are red-flagging their analysis. They can't reach people like me who covered the massive and blatant theft of the 2020 election as it was occurring and who reported on the aftermath of that election theft. I got tossed off of Twitter for two and a half years for covering that election theft. So did Tracy Beans of Uncover DC and many others, instead of protecting their access to social media by carefully watching what they said, they followed the truth and reported the facts about that stolen election and happily paid the price for it. While the Steve Deeses, Clay Travises, Dana Lucius and Ben Shapiro's stayed perfectly safe and uncensored because they immediately rushed to adopt the uniparty stroke GOP establishment tune from the very beginning and stuck with it. Trump lost, get over it, move on. So every time one of these conning people starts saying stuff like, well, Trump ran a losing campaign back in 2020 and he lost fair and square to Biden. So according to this 2020 election data right here, what he needs to do now is dot, 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 to explain to us what he needs to do to win in 2024 or to pontificate to us about he'll lose this upcoming election. Right there is where they lose us, because they can't admit the obvious. And if they can't admit the obvious, are they really a good source for news analysis? I would say no. Why should anybody keep listening to the analysis of people who either can't accurately see the last presidential election, or even worse, they see it, but they refuse to acknowledge it, as they babble their cool, hot take prescriptions for what Trump needs to do to win this next one. They have no credibility. If the most obvious fact about the 2020 election escaped you, or you are still refusing to talk about it at this late date, 
your analysis is freaking worthless. I'd like to add something to this because I agree that this is being done to try to hide the amount of support that Trump has. But it occurred to me that that might be related to their intention to steal the 2024 election. Because if Trump gets a huge landslide, they will come back and say, that can't be right, it must have been stolen by Trump because there wasn't any concrete number of Trump supporters recorded during the primaries. And I wouldn't put past any of these people, including some of the RNC and Nikki Haley, in being part of what appears to be more collusion to steal the 2024 election. Before I finish today, I want to quickly mention yet another example of lawfare and corruption in the Trump-Carroll defamation case. And this is from the nationalpulse.com. Kassam, the Trump-Carroll case is blatantly the greatest miscarriage of justice in modern American history. The awarding of nearly $90 million to the second-rate advice columnist E. Jean Carroll will doubtless be remembered for generations as the greatest miscarriage of justice in contemporary American history. Jean Carroll's case was not just ludicrous on the face of it, but between the judge, the experts who testified, and the mechanisms by which the case even came to be, it's impossible for any ordinary person in the West to see this as anything more than the continuation of a series of hoaxes perpetrated on former President Donald J. Trump with the desire to keep him from re-entering the Oval Office in January 2025. So it's blatantly obvious they will try anything to stop Trump from running. And if he does run, they'll do anything to steal the election from him again. So I'm coming towards the end of the show. I haven't got much time left. There's also a lot going on um, as well as this. To mention just a couple of things, we've got the COVID narrative falling apart. The CDC, as emails have been revealed, didn't release an alert on the link between COVID vaccines and myocarditis, supposedly to stop panic. And in the UK, it's been revealed that the risks of COVID-19 were exaggerated so that they could promote lockdowns and the mRNA vax. So this uh, whole story around COVID-19 is falling apart, I'm very glad to say. And now they're trying to ramp up this whole thing about World War III and Russia because there's been a Daily Mail online putting out a report that the UK is calling for conscription to potentially fight a war within the next six years. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous that the warmongers are pushing this and yet all of the UK that I've seen on Twitter have said, you can GFY because we ain't going to fight for a government that doesn't care a jot about its people as demonstrated by all the immigration and so on. So the great reveal continues. I have to finish there. I've run out of time this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Thank you to Nancy for producing. 
and Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. Find him at mysticalwares.com. And as a reminder, you can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net. So until next time, stay well, be safe, and bye for now.